सो वॉवल साउंड इज समथिंग दैट इज वी हैव वॉट मेक्स अ वॉवल डिफरेंट इज दैट डिफरेंट फ्रॉम वन इज द साइज एंड शेप ऑफ द वोकल कैविटी सो दैट इज द लिप्स मे बी राउंडेड और अनराउंडेड एंड बैक ऑफ फ्रंट ऑफ द टंग रेज्ड the tongue may be closer to the roof of the mouth or lowered the jaw may be higher or lower all the factors that is the three criteria uh, uh, are needed to produce a vowel sound so the um, uh, and again uh, the jaw may be uh, the higher or lower all these factors affect the quality of the vowel produced but at no point is the contact made between vocal organs obstructing the flow of air so all these organs are helping to produce the vowel sounds but they are not blocking the passage of the air to produce a vowel sound that is what the one difference between a consonant sound so there is a the blockage of air passage in consonant sounds no obstruction of air passage in vowel sound so vowels are articulated with a structure of structure of open approximation which means the active articulators what are the active articulators that tongue is rise towards the passive articulator that is the roof of the mouth so as to leave sufficient air space between them so it is not as close as it is touching the roof of the mouth and the highest level which tongue can be raised is to produce a sound without any frictional noise is the vowel limit so classified on the base of the three main articulatory dimension that is the position of the lips is it rounded or round rounded and second by the part of the tongue that is front back and central the height to which it is raised that is uh, it is here is a high mid and low and if the lips are drawn together so that opening between them is more or less round during the utterance of the vowel it is called a rounded vowel so oo oo so it is the lip rounding can be either close or open vowels like oo oo and o o so co cot okay produced with a lip rounding so the vowels e e so it is a, a spread a position like uh, uh, e so you just produce e e what is the position of a lip it's spread or unrounded okay so they are called unrounded vowels if the spreading of the lips is marked the vowels is the term as a spread vowel based on the part of the tongue that is raised vowels are classified as a front central and back vowel front vowels are those in the production of which the front of the tongue is raised towards the hard palate so we uh, we all know this uh, things and um, i have also give you uh, uh, a diagram a chart of uh, both the uh, monophthongs and the diphthongs diphthongs will be uh, deal with later and before, uh, and you just uh, closely look into the chart of the uh, pure vowels or the monophthongs the and we can trace uh, the close position half close position and uh, open and half open position and front of the tongue and back of the tongue and central part of the uh tongue and which were uh, termed in between front of the tongue uh, front vowels back vowels and central vowels okay so and uh, there is another uh, another linguistic variant uh, in your textbook if you have the textbook there is a page number 41 there is another criteria in which it is termed as the cardinal 
vowels it is not that much much important as for you but uh, we need to know a certain basic of uh, what is a cardinal vowel it is uh, mainly uh, referred as a um, yardstick it's a uh, it is a yardstick what uh, to uh, denote what a vowel sound easily describing of a uh, vowel sound is what um, uh, what a cardinal vowel sound and um, uh, it is uh, first introduced by uh, a linguist whose name is am bell mm? and uh, the concept of cardinal vowels later uh, came to be associated with daniel jones who 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 made the dictionary phonetic dictionary and uh, cardinal vowels why cardinal vowels cardinal vowels are fixed so it is not uh, changing it's unchanging reference point established within the total range of the vowel quality you just see the diagram i have uh, a chart i have given you of monophthongs and if you have the textbook you just refer to the page number 42 there is a fixed mark of uh, 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 this particular vowel it is not changing it is unchanged so uh, in which daniel jones has given eight primary cardinal vowels from the core system so they are not actual uh, vowel belong to any particular language so that is very basic to every language you get that every language this is not of english but of every language and uh, they can be used as points of reference to any language it's not about english so reference with which the vowels of any language may be compared so we are comparing uh, the vowel sound of any language with this cardinal vowel so we have uh, the uh, chart of i have just gave you and uh, uh, this cardinal vowel so, so this is unchanging with any language what cardinal language but english vowel uh, is something which is different a minute difference will be there with the production of eight sounds so that is only a yardstick the system of eight cardinal vowels formed by daniel jones and that has been something accepted these all eight one are very much common in every language get that every language is world over and practical phonetics shows that the consonants can be acquired by direct attention to tactile and muscular sensation so uh, in, in a which uh, certain consonant sounds it is very equal uh, very unique with uh, if we compare malayalam and english there are certain sounds which is very common but there are lot many sounds which is not uh, familiar to it too so if way of making written description of vowels of any language intelligible to a large circle of readers and describing with references it of cardinal vowel sound so there is a cardinal vowel number one is e which is very common uh, cardinal number one uh, two is a a uh, e a three is a, a and four is a and uh, five is a, a and six is o and seven is o and eight is a Ooh. so the cardinal vowel one is produced with a great degree of closeness to the uh, front of the tongue and um, uh, it is uh, front close and unrounded is the cardinal number one that is e and uh, cardinal number two is a it is a front of the uh, uh, tongue and half close to the roof of the mouth and it's a uh, position is unrounded lip position a and the third cardinal vowel front half open unrounded is a 
and um, fourth cardinal bobble is a front open and unrounded position and it is a uh, back open unrounded or back uh, half open rounded or o half uh, back half close and rounded and o back open rounded so this is not something that is very important for you but vowels uh, of english rp which is very important so carnal vowels is only just matching with the other language vowels with uh, the language we are referring to so if you want to compare english vowels with any other language we just need to look at the carnal vowels of eight um, carnal vowels of um, which is produced by dan Jones. So it's only a, uh, just uh, yardsticks to compare with the vowels of a language. So uh, vowels of English RP. Uh, so uh, what is RP? Uh, that is something that, that uh, we should know. Uh, uh, now uh, make sure while you are listening to this, uh, you should have a notebook with you and you just please write it down. Otherwise, uh, it, it will be difficult for you to catch later. Okay, so next we are dealing with another chapter. I mean, another topic in the same chapter, which is um, vowels vowel sounds so i hope you watched all those videos i have shared till yesterday and uh, you might have a clear uh, view of uh, how a certain sound is produced okay so now we shall just get into details of uh, vowel sound it is not just we are uh, learning how uh, e sound is produced but we are just uh, getting into uh, the details of a uh, vowel sound and now i'm going to tell you the definition uh, of a vowels so uh, this is the definition vowels may be defined with an open approximation without any obstruction partial or complete in the air passage got that so an open approximation so that is something it is only happened through a mouth hmm? oral cavity without an obstruction so no passage block will be there for the production of no blocks in between it's a freely pass through the lungs uh, the oral cavity and whatever in between production of a uh, speed sounds and they are referred to as um, vocoids in phonetics so there is another name which is given for a vowel sound which is a uh, vocoids what is a vocoids so uh, for describing uh, vowels mm, for describing vowels uh, so we have uh, three things uh, need to know so that is the three variables we need to know so there are referred to as uh, vocoids in phonetics they can be described in terms of three variables you write it down what are the three variables in which we need to know that of um, vowel so first one is the height of tongue height of tongue second one is the part of the tongue which is raised or lowered part of the tongue which is raised or lowered part of the tongue which is raised or lowered and third one <laughs> lip rounding third one lip rounding okay so uh, uh, this one uh, vowel sounds are normally classified according to these three 
ക്രൈറ്റീരിയാസ് സോ ഓൾ സ്പീച്ച് സൗണ്ട്സ് ആർ പ്രൊഡ്യൂസ്ഡ് ബൈ മാനിപ്പുലേറ്റിംഗ് ദ വോക്കൽ ട്രാക്ട് വൈൽ എയർ ഇസ് ഫ്ലോയിങ് ത്രൂ എറ്റ് ആൻഡ് ദിസ് ക്യാൻ ബി ഡൺ വിതോ വിതൗട്ട് ഒബ്സ്ട്രാക്ഷൻ ഓഫ് ദ എയർ സ്ട്രീം സോ വവൽസ് ആർ വോയിസ്ഡ് സൗണ്ട്സ് സോ ഓൾ ദ ട്വൻറ്റി വവൽസ് ഓൾ ദ ഇറ്റ് ഈസ് ഇൻക്ലൂഡിംഗ് ഓഫ് മൊണോഫ് തോങ്സ് ആൻഡ് ഡിഫ് തോങ്സ് സോ വോയിസ്ഡ് സൗണ്ട്സ് പ്രൊഡ്യൂസ്ഡ് വിത്ത് നോ ഒബ്സ്ട്രാക്ഷൻ ഓഫ് ദ എയർ സ്ട്രീം ദറ്റ് മീൻസ് ഇറ്റ് വെരി ഫ്രീലി ഫ്ലോയിങ് ത്രൂ ദ cavities so those produced with obstruction of air stream is otherwise known as consonants without any obstruction is called the vowel sound okay so uh, uh, if i have told you the three criteria which one uh, the first is the height of the tongue second part of the tongue and third uh, lip position so tongue height which means uh, close half close open half open okay four okay close open half close half open get that hmm? close half close open half open this is the tongue height hmm? and the tongue advancement uh, the part of the tongue which is raised we know that uh, tongue has uh, uh, parts and uh, there are tip blade we know that so we are just dealing with the three only front back and central part of the tongue front of the tongue back of the tongue and central part of the tongue and uh, while producing a sound if our lips are rounding or unrounded so the position of the uh, lip rounded so is it rounded or unrounded so again in order to describe the vowels we usually draw three points in the horizontal axis so i'll just give you that okay so you just uh, listen to it now and you need to draw it again so uh, uh, to describe the vowels we usually draw three points in the horizontal axis uh, so that of uh, uh, we, we are just dealing that is a front central back referring to the part of the tongue which is to the highest so we have a front vowel back vowel and central vowel among this 20 we have what front vowel back vowel and central vowel so front vowels are during the production of which the front of the tongue is raised towards the hard palate so we know what is hard palate so front of the tongue is raised towards the hard palate you just produce the sounds e e e e a a e e a a so uh, that is uh, sit seat set set e e a a sit seat set sat so these are the front vowels which one e e a a and we have back vowels with the back of the tongue we are producing certain vowels which one so during the production of which the back of the tongue is raised towards the soft palate so front of the tongue rises towards the hard palate front vowels and back vowels are the production of which the back of the tongue is rises towards the soft palate for example uh, that of a uh, as in the word cart cart c a r t cart and coat coat 
C O T coat and coat O coat C A U G H T book U hmm? book U tool U so it is A O O U U so A O O U U are the back vowels and here we have central vowels too. Uh, that is the production of this vowels. The central part of the tongue is raised. So uh, that part between front and back of the tongue is raised. For example, in the word uh, about, above, earth, and uh, girl, girl, uh, okay, up, up. So that is a, a, a. Okay, a, a, a. So the vertical axis we usually draw. So we uh, we are drawing like a horizontal axis and vertical axis. So we have uh, four points. That is uh, uh, that is uh, the height of the tongue. That is we know that close, half close, half open, open. So they are also referred to as. Um, uh, so this will be confusing. I'm not telling you. So a closed vowel is the one for which the tongue is as close to the roof of the mouth. So why we are calling a close, half close, uh, open and half open? So that is a close vowel is one for which the tongue is as close to the roof of the mouth as possible. For example, uh, you just see the word. C uh, in which E is uh, very close to the roof of the mouth and in the word zoo the sound oo is very close to the roof of the mouth and we have the two intermediate points like half close and half open uh, because they are obtained by dividing the distance between the two extreme positions into three equal points uh, these are uh, customarily represented uh, uh, i'm just going to give you a uh, graph here you just uh, draw it and see the difference how we are uh, dividing uh, uh, vowel into front back and central and the height uh, that of a close open and half close and half open position so that is how we are describing a vowel sound Okay, uh, uh, next we shall <clears throat> analyze the chapter Diary of a Young Girl by Anne Frank. So, hope you have watched the video clips I have shared or if you haven't watched it, you go and watch it and uh, later listen this uh, voice. Okay, uh, this one, uh, The Diary of a Young Girl uh, by Anne Frank. I think most of you would have been uh, read this in your school days itself. Okay, so it will be very easy or otherwise uh, uh, you might have heard uh, Anne Frank's name uh, from the very days of your school. Mm? So, The Diary of a Young Girl by Anne Frank, uh, which details ap approximately two years of the life of uh, a Jewish teenager. She is a Jewish girl, a uh, teenager during World War II. During much of the time period covered by a journal, Anne and her family are in hiding in an attempt to escape Hitler's anti-Jewish law. 
and uh, the genocidal desires what is genocide that is killing of a group of people belong to a particular sect or group or race or religion so here hitler what he, he has got an anti jewish temperament okay so that is what he has a tendency to kill massacre so massacre and kill them together mm? so uh, this diary or that of ans diary ends abruptly so abruptly means um, without any full stop it ends up mm? uh, in august 1944 so uh, it is on that particular day uh, she and her family are taken into custody by uh, the germans or the nazi police and they were also transported to concentration camps and uh, shortly after ann uh, gets her diary as a gift okay she got this diary that's a beautiful white and red checked um, uh, covered diary which has got a key the diary has got a key so uh, she got the diary as a gift on her 13th birthday okay and um, uh, uh, there is a reference to her sister as also there so whose name is margaret m o m a r g o t so uh, margaret on that particular day margaret gets call up orders by the german army so the call up orders force her jewish family into hiding from the hitler and his men and her family are joined uh, there is a place they, they hide over the two years okay so uh, joined in the secret annex so the secret annex that is called the, uh, the hiding place is called secret annex s e c r e e t secret annex a w n e x so secret annex is a portion of otto frank's office building okay otto frank is and frank's father so by the three members of uh, van dan family they shared the particular room with another family so that family is um, van dan family so uh, and there is another person who has also accompanied them in that particular room was the identist who was named albert uh, dazel so here and who was uh, diaries uh, his uh, her diary entries are written to a fictitious girl she is calling uh, her diary as kitty k i t t y Uh, and she recognizes uh, the darius kitty and whom uh, she treats as her best friend and uh, she initially writes most of her thoughts interactions and occurrences as she believes might entertain her friend that is what she do uh, at the uh, beginning of her writing of the diary and um, uh, there is uh, in her march 29 so a uh, 1944 entry and the emphasis changes as she hears that mr bolstein mm, mr bolstein was the cabinet minister and who speaking uh, or he speaks of his desire to put together a collection of diaries and letters about the war there is a radio announcement and then and uh, starts detailing the news that she gets about the war and the way the war is affecting them and she tells what they eat and what uh, they talk about during the days in hiding and um, what happened is that and spends most of her life in a terrible time and when jews were persecuted 
yet uh, her belief in goodness of people is amazing mm. she is such a optimistic person she believes that they will get rid of everything they will escape from those uh, troubles and they will have uh, uh, they can live in the air okay so she stays several times in a diary so even when the family is in hiding so okay for from those who want to kill them so that she still believes that people are inherently good everybody is good in the heart so that is what her thinking about human beings so perhaps it is the resiliency of ants positive nature she doesn't want to conquer i mean uh, she doesn't want to submit her will to anybody okay her positive nature uh, that is the most memorable theme in the diary of anne frank and also in addition to news of the war and everyday occurrences and frank gives details about her relationship with her mother she also journals about love and her desire to be a better person that is all what we can see with the diary and again and brings out the angst and anger Uh, of not having a land of their own in her diary hmm? nazi regime had brought radical and daunting social economic and communal change to the german jewish community you know that so that is the nazi legislation um, uh, that is something that had marginalized and defranchised germany's jewish citizen okay they are the people they were expelled from profession and also from the commercial life they are suspended with everything so thousands of jews were forced to leave their houses and also flee flee to other country mm? helpless people were dragged of the out of their homes at any time of a day and a night so children came from school only to find that their parents had disappeared okay you just imagine the terrible atmosphere so most of the time and realizes that she and her family are very fortunate to have the annex as a place to hide so she values the kindness and generosity of her father's non jewish colleague hmm? they are the people they helped her her father work risking their lives to provide them with food and supplies however uh, and often complains about the physical emotional condition of the annex the confinement abodes uh, because always she is in uh, inside the those four walls she can't go out as a an uh, as a jew is considered by the nazi regime uh, to belong to a race 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 that doesn't deserve to exist in hitler's view those people doesn't deserve to be exist and nazi germany anti jewish decrees rule the day jews were supposedly uh, to wear so uh, the, uh, how how the german people know uh, these people are jews is like they have to wear a yellow star on their hat okay they were banned from the trams and forbidden to dive hmm? they had to be indoor by 8 o'clock okay and were barred from theater cinema and other place of entertainment they are just barred hmm? they could shop only in jewish shop and could study only jewish schools they were banned from trams that's public transport and were forbidden to drive the jews were stereotyped by the german society as if all the jews behaved in the same manner so the jews uh, jews belonged to a different race uh, that of a different religion and uh, they are the people they spoke different languages so it is something the german showed a kind of an anti-semitic attitude towards 
so you heard of the semitic religions islam christianity jew this all belong to the semitic religion so the german showed an anti-semitic attitude towards the people so the christian blamed the jews for giving secrets uh, to german for betraying their help for the fact that through the jews a great many others before them and suffered terrible punishment and a dreadful fate so no one can always be silent so this is what she felt no one can always be silent this is practically impossible okay so jews had to suffer a lot during those periods of time so it was always said that jews fight together for freedom so they are just fight together for truth together for right so and could not understand why the dutch always judged the jews like that so what one christians does is his own responsibility and what one jew does is considered as done by all jews this is what her thinking the jews were the most oppressed according to her the unhappiest whereas the most pitiful of all the people of the world on that particular nazi germany period so and so this is uh, so uh, you can very well get also with the video um uh, that i have shared uh, uh, yesterday uh, that i have shared to you so uh, there is um, uh, three excerpts uh, like uh, three days here that of uh, three days uh, monday 22nd may 1944 and thursday 25 may 1944 so that are the, these are the two excerpts here so in monday uh, two excerpts which means the two diary entries we need to concentrate okay so the first one uh, uh, monday 22nd may 1944 so uh, this is anti semitism so anti semitism rages throughout the globe so on that particular entry she suggests us that the christians blame the jews for giving secrets away to the germans and the lives of the jews become miserable than ever before the whole world develops a hatred towards jews and she also think that and he wrote in the she wrote in the diary that even the darkest time and still hopes the hatred towards them will be a passing thing and she can return to her fatherland there is another diary entry which dated thursday 25th may 1944 okay you just know the one is 22nd may the other one is 25th may 1944 so what she is telling us that on the particular day the vegetable man who was um uh, distributing them vegetables and food and supplies was arrested for having two jews in his house he was also a kind person um, who um, hired two person two jews in his house too so what happened is that the vegetable man was arrested and people are being sent off to concentration camps so there is a um, uh, fuss in the uh, outside so they are sent sent off to concentration camps prisons and lonely cells so anyone who helps jews gets caught so that is what uh, this made the situation topsy turvy so this is a particular phrase she uses in that diary situation became topsy turvy so the ration becomes less so the amount of food becomes less leading to starvation so she felt like it is it is better than being caught by the nazi police so it is um, uh being reported that after uh, britaid uh, to the nazis and a family and those living with them are arrested 
and they are deported to a Nazi concentration camp. And in record, in March 1945, she died of typhus uh, at a particular place called Bergen-Belsen. Uh, she died at the age of uh, 15. Hmm? Uh, this is what uh, a peripheral reading of uh, Anne Frank uh, we will get uh, with it. Okay.